Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Do Drugs. I am your host, Aliyah Janine, and today I have um, one of my very favorite people that I actually, um, we've just met kind of recently, almost a year, I want to say. We have known each other, although we have technically never met in person. (laughs) This close. So close. close. This pandemic has um, kept us kept us away from meeting um everybody welcome ryan shaner hello uh, everyone hello three people no just hello. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll have more than three people listening. Hey, it's all right it's all right <laughs> um so ryan you live in philadelphia how is philly these days uh i mean bleak <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah it's uh i like it for like so many reasons but like i think every person who's lived in philadelphia for an extended period of time yeah, you have this. It's not just a love hate; it's a love despise thing with the city. It's it's, but you also it's kind of like, I don't know, having a brother that you never got along with ever. Yeah, but like if someone ever picks on him, you're like, you fucking piece of shit. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, you stay away from him. But it's yeah. like, no, I, if anybody's gonna kill him, it's gonna be me. It's kind of like <laughs> Philadelphia is Lenny, and we're all George. We all are waiting to put Philadelphia down by the river because <laughs> we all love it so much, but we know nobody else should be around it at any time. It's it's very, it's very weird. It's a toxic relationship. Yes, very much so. Very. And everyone, and the crazy thing about any toxic relationship mm-hmm. is everyone has the same advice. They're like, just get out of it. Yeah. Just go. And yeah. then you, like an abuse victim, is like, it's not that easy. I can't go. <laughs> I know I can't. I, just, I can't just get up and leave. <laughs> you really do put that in your head. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. It is very, I know I was that way with Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, it was very similar kind of toxic relationship with that city. And um, I ended up leaving. And um I can never go back to it now. Yeah, like, that's to visit. That, it's fine, but yeah, to live, no. I think that's my biggest fear too. Is like, someone's like, "Hey, man, you should go see the world." I'm like, you know, the crazy thing about that is, if I were to ever go like abroad mm-hmm. and end up in like Western Europe and just be blown away with how it is over there, yeah, there would probably be a very big percentage of me that would be like, you know what, you just stay. Yeah. You just stay and be a bump. Like you'll work it out. You'll figure it out. Like just use the money you have now mm-hmm. to like fart around, but like apply for jobs. And hopefully someone will be like, oh, American. Okay, cool. Whatever. And then you just work there and be like, hey, can I sleep in your basement for a little bit until I get on my feet? And just, yeah, I've always thought about that. But I also know like if I leave Philadelphia and people are like, hey, you going to come back to live? I'm like, I don't know if I would. No, I don't you're know like, if I would. Oh, so you're afraid that you may leave and never come back. Yeah, like that's I, and that's a thing is like when I told my parents that I was like going to move to Philadelphia, they were like, oh, he's going to a different country. And then when <laughs> I said like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about maybe like Philadelphia or even possibly going out west. If Philadelphia to them is a different country, California is a different planet. They would like, they wouldn't even like get it. They wouldn't wrap their mind around it. They'd be like, why would you go to Mars? I don't understand. There's nothing (laughs) out there. And trying to even get them to wrap their mind around Philadelphia was like a little tough. And I mean, my mom, I love Where are you from? 
Where are you from? Uh, outside. Of, so where Valley, that's the thing too, is like, everyone's like, that doesn't make any sense. So I grew up outside of Valley Forge, which okay. is like 45 minutes away okay. from Philadelphia. It's so nothing. Philadelphia isn't, let's put, put it this way. <laughs> where I grew up, Philadelphia was the big city. New York mm-hmm. was like, hey, yeah, New York, we, we know what that is, but we don't yeah. really care. Uh, but like, I remember when I said I was moving to Philadelphia and my mom asked where I was going, I said, South Philadelphia. And she goes, oh, so like the Franklin Institute, right? <laughs> and I was like, no, actually more South. And she's like, oh, okay. So like the art museum, my mom for a long time, I'm pretty sure thought Philadelphia was just Broad Street, just city that- hall and like a couple of buildings and like that was it like it's just all one big little thing uh, yeah when they kept driving down here to see me like oh i didn't know there were that many houses around i'm like yeah it's <laughs> it's a big city yeah, so they yeah. did they just have that small town kind yes. of mentality where it's like this yeah. is where this is where i was born and raised this is where i'm gonna oh, raise my children this is where i'm going to die a very born here gonna die here type of fucking town which is so like I get that because it took me a while to leave Wisconsin. I'm like, I've always wanted to live other places and I never thought about actually doing it until I'm like, when my uncle, I think because my uncle had moved to Florida. I'm like, wait, he moved out of state. I'm like, I can too. So I went and moved to Florida. Although I only lasted in Florida eight months. Uh, It took me 30 years to leave Wisconsin, eight months to leave Florida. You know, that's sounds pretty much par for the course. I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't know anybody who like, goes from the north like you know what i need to live florida Florida. i need to live there everyone just goes there like hey i went there it's almost like florida is america's amsterdam like people are like yeah i went there it was (laughs) i don't even know what happened out there but it was crazy people go to florida to either die or to hide from something yeah it's that's i mean it's it's a crime state. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't. There was, yeah, there lots of cocaine, um, which I'm a fan of. It's one of my favorites. Um, but there was also like, they had a lot of like, like that bath salt stuff oh, or, or yeah, whatever, man. or like meth. And I never, never tried bath salts. Um, I like them in my bath. Like that's where bath salts need to yeah. go. It was in, the appropriate place for bath the salts. appropriate place for bath salts and and meth or whatever but yeah i was like oh you eat people's faces off with yeah that? i found like with the bath salt thing any 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 drug that mm-hmm. isn't like you know the standard drug but yeah. when it comes down to like bath salts when someone's like oh man they're smoking bath salts or huffing bath salts i was like how did they figure out how to do that yeah. Because like that's like a thing where like they're even like if I'm at a grocery store and I see a weird fruit, I'm like, what fucking idiot saw that and was like, you know what, we could eat that. <laughs> totally eat that. Let's chop it up. Let's, Let's see chop it up and see. You know, yeah. it's like I think when it comes down to like things that aren't supposed to be drugs and then they become drugs, it t- all it took was one. It's got to be desperation where someone's like, I don't, I don't have my one drug. Fuck it. Boredom. I'm smoking something. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do that right now. And it's <laughs> then you become the king of a bath, bath salts. salts. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. It's like, then you are holding on to this. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody about this. <laughs> it's amazing that I found this. And I was in that position once when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like a fucking idiot. I spent, this is the dumbest. I'm such a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, 
me and my buddy Ben, who like he he's dead. He overdosed on heroin when, when we were in high school. Ben and I, he came up to me after I was like, dude, I got an idea where we are gonna be fucking rich. And let me tell you something. This is gonna change the game, dude. We're gonna be like fucking kingpin. So I'm like, what are you talking about? And this is back when you just believed whatever the fuck you read on the internet. No matter what it was, you're just yeah. like, what else would they put it on? On the, the internet. internet, yeah, it's legal, like, right? Everything is legal and true on the internet. Why would they put this on? So Ben, mm-hmm. uh, apparently was dicking around some stupid website and he came across somebody who informed him that if you cut out the hearts of Vidalia onions and then bake them and then smoke it, you will hallucinate. Ben informs me of this and he's like, dude, and the crazy thing is it's perfectly fucking legal. legal. But if we just market it as something else, like we can't tell anybody it's onions because if they find out it's onions, they'll just buy their own onions and like, you know, we just got to- Yeah, we can't have a bunch of people buying their own Exactly, and then we get nothing. Then we get nothing. (laughs) So like, I was like, oh man, that- And when you hear somebody very confidently tell you that this'll get you fucked up, you believe it too, because you're fucked in high school and dumb and, and it's your friend and yeah. you're, and he found it on the internet on the he's like dude the website i was like website you say? it might as well have been like fucking in a fucking encyclopedia i was like <laughs> oh my lord so like fucking ass wipes children who are experimenting i would prefer yeah well we <laughs> idiot like idiots uh scrounged together 50 dollars. oh my god Went to a grocery store, went to Giant, and bought $50 worth of Vidalia onions. Do you know how many Vidalia onions that is? It's so many. It's to a point where, like, we were, like, putting them and, like, weighing them out. And then we actually had to ask one of the clerks, like, got any more in the back? It was almost (laughs) like, they were like, what? And one thing I found out is, like, if you're a teenager anywhere, Mm -hmm. but more specifically in, like, a shitty town, you can't buy a lot of anything because no. it's immediately suspicious like why do you want that why do you a, want so many of those yeah that's a prank happening so everyone was like what's this about and we literally had to be like oh science experiment and like we're testing this or like just making shit up have no idea what the fuck we're talking about we're just like very confident like oh yes we're gonna get like a grade for the it's like it's gonna be the final so yeah. we gotta do this it's very important uh we checked them all out and even the lady like weighing all the plastic bag like we had to leave with a box (laughs) like a big fucking box so then we got back to ben's house and again like his mom came in she's like what the fuck is this like just so suspicious and we're already high on the way there we were like smoking a joint in the car like this is gonna be fucking we're like the best dude like wasted We're fucking wasted, cutting up onions, high as shit in his kitchen and just getting, just throwing all of it away just to get that little, little little part. Mm -hmm. And we're baking him. His house reeks like shit because we don't know how to bake. We don't know how long you're supposed to bake it. Or the temperature. At what temperature. We have no idea. It just said bake. (laughs) So we don't fucking know. Just bacon, onion hearts. Bacon, onion hearts. And then like we got like maybe like 20 of them. And we're like, we're saving the others. And like, we're like, all right, we're going to trip. We got to do it. We can't do it here. We got to do it like in a safe spot. Let's go down by the river. 
in the woods and like smoke this and then we grabbed a bong and went to the and we're like chuckling to ourselves like we are gonna be rich (laughs) we're gonna be so high oh yeah we were like we're gonna go to the fucking moon dude it's gonna be amazing but we were so scared because we didn't know how we'd react to it so we just did it one at a time to like monitor the other one like that's where we were (laughs) i mean that's smart at least you guys were being uh yeah responsible like fucking idiots and like <laughs> we went to the woods and like, like i remember packing up the bowl with the onion hearts like here we all right ready you ready dude and here we go and like you take a huge hit <laughs> you exhale and then you're like doing that thing where you're convincing yourself that you that, might be tripping yeah yeah like, yeah talking like, yourself into it am i seeing something i don't whoa, know are whoa, you feeling wait something wait a minute hold on wait a minute <laughs> The trail. Yeah, you're like, that's exactly what I was doing. I I honestly was like, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) So then I did it again and I was like, maybe it'll like take some time. And then Ben's like, let me try. So, like, at this point in time, we were going back and forth. This is, and how many onion hearts are you at now? Oh, I mean, we had smoked at least five (laughs) and we're just going at it. And then, like, we stopped and then we had to like have that sobering realization Uh, that we were fucking just the dumbest kids on the planet just the dumbest children ever and uh again 50 dollars oh yeah just like standing there in the woods holding a bong with a baggie full of onion hearts just like and i remember looking at ben like i think this is i think we're done and ben was like so hell bent on it because it was oh. his idea. He's like, no, man, yeah. no, man. Maybe we needed to bake them longer, or uh, maybe uh, it was. Maybe it's not Vidalia. Maybe it's sweet. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like white onions. Maybe white onions, white <laughs> cocaine. Powder. That makes sense, dude. White onions. <laughs> white. Uh, but that we, sounds very logical for a teenage boy. It was so way. stupid. But then again, also, you know, when you're a teenager, uh, you can't go home reeking of anything. Because yeah. that immediately is also like, a it doesn't matter life. what it is. You yeah. go home reeking of cologne. Your mom's like, what were you doing? Like, it's just like, what was that? Yeah. Where did you steal that from? Yeah. Or why are you using so much of it? So like, I remember walking in, I smelled like shit. Oh. And, and my mom was like in the kitchen. She's like, what is that on you? I was like, <laughs> I just like shook my head. She's like, what is that? I was like, it's onion. She's like, why do you smell like onions? And I looked at her honestly, I was like, it's the stupidest thing in the world. And I just want to let you know, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) And she literally was like, okay, like whatever lesson I had learned, it was enough for me to be like, you know what? I can't even muster an excuse. (laughs) Like the look on your face. I don't want to do it. But (laughs) yeah, I think that's like a thing when people come down to like bath salts, it's like, I would, if someone was like, dude, you got to try bath salts. I wouldn't do that in my 20s or 30s, but like I would definitely do that in my teens. Like the amount oh, of drugs. Oh yeah, so many drugs when I was a teenager. So many. And, like, and like an, an obnoxious of amount oh, of yeah. drugs on top of it. Like let's see how much we can do. Oh yeah. And that let's was see how long we can survive off of 15 tabs of acid. That's kind of like the first time I ever dropped acid was more acid than I think a first timer should do. How but much I was, acid did you Oh, I did three tabs of acid. It was the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot for your first And time. I was like, this is what I want. And I was like, 
let's go. Like, I honestly was, you know, because you're a fucking dumb shithead. And it's just a little piece of paper. This little piece of paper can't do nothing. Whatever. (laughs) And it was, I'll, I mean, the only thing I can say about acid is that like my brain didn't shut off. Like there were parts of me, like I wanted to go to sleep and I was so mentally exhausted and it just wasn't happening. And then I would get mad because other people would be having better trips than me. I'm like, this is fucking horseshit. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, just trying to do more drugs than you should. And then even having like being snooty. Like I remember I was like, I'm above acid and shrooms. (laughs) I don't do that anymore. But like a fucking idiot, I remember like again when you're like, who would who would drink that to get to an extra level of fucking being fucked up? And again, kids. yeah, kids. And I, <laughs> the craziest thing I think I've ever ingested. Well, I mean, I and that's the thing. It's like it wasn't even a drug. Yeah. Okay. Was, so I mean, well, besides the onions, because that's pretty. Yeah, that's just up. stupid. That's just beyond <laughs> dumb. But the, the the most gnarly thing I've ever ingested to get fucked up was for like a month, me and my friend Sean and a couple of my other high school friends, we were drinking what we thought was grain alcohol. Ooh. And it wasn't. It was actually a byproduct of kerosene. <laughs> and that is just straight poison. It's not like, it's yeah. not alcohol it's legitimate poison yeah and there were and this again goes back to like the determination of a high schooler mm-hmm. to get fucked up exceeds any other determination in yep. the world yep <laughs> and uh yeah there were so many red flags that should have stopped us but we were like no <laughs> the smell like, the taste oh man the smell was ridiculous that was the first like we pulled well actually the first red flag was we broke into an abandoned factory to find it and when we did there was a glass jug Mm -hmm. at the end of a conveyor belt with a black hose in it and it said alternate fuel source now that should have stopped us right away but then we were also thinking like actually grain alcohol so combustible of course they used it in cars i mean that's what bootleggers did (laughs) i think i don't know i don't so the teenage logic again again dumb logic we pulled the hose out and i remember the cork and the hose that came out with it it was just like almost out of like a fucking cartoon you could almost see the smell coming out we were like oh that's bad but we were also like but that's how you know it's good (laughs) (laughs) that's how you know that smell that means it's working actually Mm -hmm. that's it's coming you got to let that breathe a little bit like a fine wine. It'll fucking, it'll get you there. And then we were divvying it up in Gatorade bottles and like we were moving them around and we could see like rings on the floor where we were moving. And we're like, oh, and it was eating through the plastic. Of it was course. Just, <laughs> and we were like, but again, we were like, that's how you know it's genuine. Like it's uncut, it's pure, just total moonshine. Like there's no way it's not. Uh, And then we like, I was with four other guys. We all like got our share. Like this is ours. Like let's, we never tell anybody about this because if everyone knows where it is, we're going to fuck up everything. Uh, So then me and my buddy, Sean, I went back to his house and we were in his room with this like glass jar. We also found in the fact, also super gross. 
We just like cleaned out a jar. We're like, this will be good. We're fucking so dumb. <laughs> so then I remember knowing, I was like, I know from movies and TV that like moonshine's like a thimble shot. That's all you need to get you there. It's just <laughs> a little guy. So I remember we filled up like a small part of a shot glass. And as soon as I put it up to my mouth, oh, my God. whole face was on fire. Like I just remember burning and coughing and that should have been enough to be like, no, don't, <laughs> Do don't it. drink this. Stop now. Nope. No, not at all. And I remember telling Sean, I was like, we can't drink this straight. Obviously we got to mix this. Uh, yeah, no, you got to clear it. Obviously. Sean's like, I got you. He went downstairs, <laughs> came back up with Tropicana Twister. Blue raspberry <gasps> Tropicana oh, Twister. That stuff was so good. And he filled a pint glass like a quarter of the way. Now, now we're jumping the shark because we just know we need to mix it. He <laughs> filled a pint glass a quarter of the way with this shit. And then he poured the Tropicana Twister in it. And this should have been end. Yeah. Because he poured it in and that shit went right up and floated on top of the Tropicana Twister. And we were just looking at it. Like, <laughs> hmm. And he's like, well, like there's no mixing it. Oh, no. We were just like, oh, he's like, you know, what we got to do. We got to stir it. And why it's stirring around will drink. I was like, that's the smartest idea. That's how we got to do it. We found all the, the it, it kept throwing us curveballs. We were yeah. never going to give up. Determined. And uh, man, man, oh, man. Uh, that was not because you did hallucinate but it wasn't like scary things it was just like constantly thinking you had something on you you would convulse and you would violently throw up yeah. but you were wasted i mean like you would try and walk and you couldn't and like i remember we would go to parties and people were like hey you drink i'm like yeah you want to kick it up a little bit man <laughs> oh you see God. what we got here is moonshine people are like whoa what and then like we would give it to other people and then years later i was at work and i was explaining the same story because someone was asking about like booze and like moonshine and some fucking new shit they put out like at yeah. a liquor store i was like yeah hey, i think i drank moonshine before like legitimate moonshine and i was explaining it and this one guy's looking at me he's like wait 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 tell tell me again where you got this and i said it again he's like mm -hmm. whoa whoa wait hold on ryan where did you get this? And I explained where I broke in. He's like, I worked there. I was like, no. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, that distillery, when we shut down, we were required to like get all the alcohol. What did you drink again? He goes, Ryan, no. He's like, that was a byproduct of care. How are you alive? He's like, the fact that you aren't stuttering yeah. or fucked up. He's like, how many other people drank this? I was like, eh, about like nine he's like are they dead i was like actually <laughs> two are you guys are but i don't think it had anything to do with the moonshine i think it just they were just stupid guys but that was like i mean even outside of high school like i remember i was in and this is again like just a moment to be like how how gnarly can i be yeah with drinking because that was like my that was the in high school that choice. was that what? the first thing you ever did was drink uh yeah the first thing I ever did, the first beer I remember, I remember the first full beer I ever had. How like old a were full you? I was nine. <laughs> okay. The first full can of beer I ever drank, mm -hmm. I had stolen, or not stolen, but like I had snuck it out of a cooler at like a party. Okay. And I and I and keep in mind I wasn't with like 
other kids, I was like, oh, shit. By yourself. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, I got this cool yellow soda. I don't know what this this is. I see everyone drinking it and I know yeah. it's beer. Yeah. Like I know what it is, but I'm like, I don't know what what it is. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. So I crack it and I'm like drinking it. But I also remember thinking and also knowing like what I'm doing is bad and I can't let anybody see me doing this. Yeah. And I got to get rid of this as fast as I possibly can. And I was like taking huge pulls. What did you think of the taste of it? uh, I thought it tasted like shit. Yeah, right. I thought it was really (laughs) bad. But that was also, again, like dumb logic where I'm like, uh, no one's drinking this for the taste. Everyone's (laughs) drinking this for the fucking end game. Like there's gotta be a very smart logic because no one drinks beer for the taste. I was just like, there's, there's gotta be an end game to this. Like I see everyone having a good time. Like, why am I not? Why am I not having a good time? But uh, yeah, I remember I ch- I was like slamming it, and like at one point in time, after I th- oh not only did I throw the can, I like crushed it and then dug a small hole and put a rock over top because I didn't want anyone anyone to, to know. find out. <laughs> and that right there is the beginning of a problem. <laughs> like hiding your drinking has always been at nine years old. At nine, yeah, started out real young with you, huh? I didn't want anybody to know I was drinking beer. I knew I was going to get in trouble. And I fucking remember I ran back. It was at like a family reunion. We were mm-hmm. at like a big open park. And I remember running back to try to get to a point where like, oh, he was just playing in that field by himself. He wasn't anywhere where we couldn't see him. Yeah. I remember running back and I like burped, but I burped foam and beer like all out. Uh, like, like I threw up. Yeah. And like, I remember my cousin saw like, Hey, are you all right? What's going on? Like, I was like, get away from me. (laughs) I am perfectly fine. It's just, I ate a hot dog weird or something like stay away. And that was, uh, yeah, I remember that was the first time I ever drank a beer. And then it was like, I don't know. I didn't start getting into liquor until I was like 13, 13 was like the first Do you continue to drink since you were nine, like sneak alcohol? I would, you know, I remember being like, beers were one thing, like, I would, I would get them, but then like, that's when you find out, like, you got to keep beer cold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're like, you don't, you don't know that early age. You're like, Mm -hmm. just, you know, it's in a cooler, but you're like, hey, I can take this freezing cold beer out of somebody and keep it under my bed for six days (laughs) and then drink it. Like, why would it go bad? It's in a can. What are you talking about? It was, it was one of those things too. Oh, one time I, again, this is, you learn, you learn. Uh, I I opened a bottle of like, I can't remember if it was like high life or something else. I can't remember what it was, but I opened the bottle and drank half of it Mm -hmm. and then put the, like slammed the cap back on thinking that would be enough. To help it. And I put it behind my bed and like, Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks went by. Oh. Well, not thinking about anything, but I remember like it was, I went up to my room and it was like dark, but I knew the bottle was there. And I like remember like taking the cap off. I was like, hell yeah. And I was oh. like, like just spit out. And I look, I turn around, there was mold in it. Yeah. I was like, oh no. And I was like, learning the tricks. Yes. Learning. I'm stupid and no one's <laughs> telling me anything. Like I understandably, but that was like, yeah, I started, I didn't start really drinking liquor until i was like 13 and even then i remember that wasn't like me sneaking booze yeah that was that was me being 
<clears throat> around friends and family and someone's like hey how old are you yeah 13 Here get this go. kid a shot let's see yeah <laughs> and like honestly to tell you the truth and not to make me sound like a piece of shit which i guess i'm not helping my situation anyway uh i feel morally remiss that my nephew is now 17 years old mm-hmm. i feel very bummed out that I have not given him his first shot. <laughs> like I feel super bummed. It's like I a wa- family kind of thing. Like you grew up just around. I was the same way in Wisconsin. Just grew up like drinking was very normal and like sneaking. You know, giving a kid a sip of beer or, or whatever. Of it's part. It's part of, of the culture. Grew up in bars and whatnot. So when other people hear about like a 13 year old drinking hard liquor and then having a family member give it to him like they're in shock. But like in certain areas, it's like, that's actually really normal. That's, that's a pretty much par for the core. It's not even, and yeah. you don't, you don't. Obviously you don't, not with every family. Oh, but no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm not saying that every family that's not doing is like, you guys are fucking up America. You yeah. need to get back <laughs> on this fucking train of getting your kids boozed up at 12 because yeah. if they're not. Uh, I just think that it wasn't, and I don't, I, I don't know. I, a lot of people are like, Ooh, that's weird. Grooming someone for, you know, a, a road that they're never going to be able to get off of. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I don't think that's not untrue, but I also know yeah. that none of these people, <clears throat> no one who ever gave me beer or gave me booze, mm-hmm. no one was trying to fuck my life up. They were yeah. just like, Hey, you want to, part of what we do yeah it's, it's an everyday yeah. thing i think is- that that's just how it was i mean it wasn't like i don't think anybody had no one had bad intentions no yeah. one had bad interests for me they were just like hey what are you doing over there you want to mm-hmm. you want a cocktail kid that's fun it's yeah of, it's like and yet you're young and be like yeah have a drink it's fun and then yeah. like I remember the first time I got drunk, like it made me sick and I didn't want to drink oh, again. Yeah. And that was the point. My parents gave me stuff. They're like, yeah, try it through up. They're like, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. They're like, exactly. Yeah, no. And I, and I understand the scared straight type of thing yeah. too. So it's like, especially when the first time you do a shot of whiskey with like, it, it was, it, and I, I know my uncle will not remember it. Cause this is like, if I brought him like, remember you did that? He'd be like, I did not. I'm like, that's fine. If you don't remember giving me booze, that's totally fine that you don't remember (laughs) that. But I remember when I got it and like, I did the shot. I just remember doing the stupid thing. Like I thought you were supposed to like hold it in In your your mouth mouth. because you're so stupid. Like you you think that maybe the pain would go away or like, Oh yeah. And keep in mind, I'm not drinking good whiskey. I'm drinking like fucking bankers club bullshit from a fire hall. This is not like the top shelf thing. I think it was almost intentional. Like give this kid whiskey. So he'll shut up and he'll never want it ever again. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. It's like when people make you smoke a whole pack of cigarettes to like, you know, Hey, you want to smoke? try this whole bit and then tell me if you want it. And it's like, yeah, now I do actually. Yeah. That's actually what happened to me and my stepmom, but it was an entire carton of Winston light. <sighs> and I didn't even smoke. She just saw me hold one of my friend's cigarettes while she went in the house. I was, cause it drove me nuts. Like the smell. Cause both my yeah. parents smoked. And then after that day, <laughs> I was like, fuck you. I'm going to smoke. Cause I didn't even know how to inhale. She basically taught me how yeah. to inhale. She taught me how to smoke. So I think that's, I, I find that kind of, crazy that like you know smoking and drinking goes so hand in hand Mm -hmm. 
but like smoking cigarettes was something I never even got into. Really? It, it, at like, all? You I, never even tried? I, tried no. It? Oh, oh, yeah. Of course I tried. I yeah. wanted to look cool. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I look so about? cool still. I needed to impress chicks, Aaliyah. <laughs> I needed to be standing on my skateboard like, what's up? What's I don't up? know what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember the first cigarette I ever tried. I was in elementary school and it was a fucking Newport. Yes. I, I was just like, who does this is terrible. Like it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And I remember like the only thing, I think that was another thing too, is like my dad was very adamant about not smoking, not doing any other drugs. He likes just other not, drugs, just not smoking. He was just like, he would be like, he, I remember he would smoke and he'd be like, these things will ruin your life. Like, don't get into it. However, there was one thing that, like, when you're in elementary school, and mm-hmm. I remember we had this huge assembly, and it was, like, about not smoking and the dangers yeah. of tobacco and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then there was this part where they were like, oh, if you have a family member that smokes, you should let them know the dangers of secondhand smoke, which yeah. I had been around my whole life. Entire like, life. Yeah. Not a time where I wasn't breathing in secondhand smoke mm-hmm. and they were like if they don't know about it what you should do is tell them that you've been smoking and then when they get all up it'd be like yeah because every time you smoke i'm smoking I smoke. yes i remember that <laughs> so did you have mcgruff my, too well what's that oh yeah oh we had mcgruff and we also had this fucking dude called trooper ash and i don't know what the fuck his deal was but he would come to school like dressed like a fucking state trooper but he would like go over the dangers of like drinking and driving mm-hmm. and like also jump right into drugs that like i don't think any fucking elementary school guy and like i understand start them early with education yeah but no no fourth graders like heroin what <laughs> right, what is yeah. that also when you're describing heroin that sounds awesome like, it sounds just like what are you pretty kind of cool it sounds yeah. pretty neat that sounds yeah. pretty neat but uh yeah i remember my brother and i we were in the car and i remember kyle was like i'm gonna tell dad that i've been smoking i was like i don't know if that's gonna fucking work it's <laughs> like i don't i don't know yeah so he was in the back seat and he's like dad he's like yeah he's like got something to tell you my dad's like oh yeah what is it he's like i just want to let you know i've been smoking and without like skipping a fucking beat my dad pulled a soft pack out of his like flannel pocket and yes just did, soft pack. just did this with like one coming out he's like well i guess i mean i can't stop you <laughs> like now he said i guess i can't really stop you yeah i at that point in time was like eight. Oh my god yes you can that's you literally can your totally, job you can totally stop, stop us him. yeah <laughs> that's without a doubt your job <laughs> like what are you talking about it was I don't know. That was. Did he take? Did your brother take the cigarette? Oh no, he. My brother just. I was like, ah, that backfired. <laughs> and I remember then explaining, like, yeah, dad, actually, it's like because of secondhand smoke. And he was like, second, I have the fucking windows down in the car. Ah, yes, the windows down. What are you that talking was like about? A big the thing. On, the only thing my dad ever apologized with smoke. Like again, he didn't like. I know he didn't want us to smoke. 
Yeah. And he was just like, you know, they do cause cancer. And he was very aware because my grandmother, his mom, she died of lung cancer. So yeah. he was very aware of this. But the only time he ever really fucking apologized for doing anything with cigarettes. And he was like, so like, I am so sorry. We were driving and I was in the back seat and he flicked a cigarette out and of the came, window and it uh... came right back in and hit me in the face. It didn't hurt me, but I was like, oh my God. I was like, well, yeah, because of the ash. Sparks went everywhere and he pulled over. He's like, oh my God, are you all right? Because he thought he hit me in the eye. And he also knew if he had blinded one of his kids, my mom would cut his balls off like in <laughs> Like 90% of my dad's job when he was like taking care of us or like looking after us was like, don't die, don't yeah. get injured. Don't yeah. die, don't get injured. As long as I keep you kids alive and out of the hospital, I'm fucking super dad right now. <laughs> but he also like, I mean, his drinking, it never like, I don't know. My dad wasn't one of those guys that like you'd look at and be like, that's the type of drunk I want to be. Like my yeah. dad was a fall down drunk oh did he, he a, drink a lot oh fuck that guy he could easily even up until he died uh he i mean i mean until like he was like really really bad uh yeah. but he would crush like cases of beer in a day just without even thinking it was the same with his smoking it was like he would light cigarettes with the cigarette that's already Daddy. In his mouth oh, my and just like go straight back into it. Mm-hmm. And there was also never a time that I can remember. If I look, if I think back to like the prime of the prime of my dad's life, there was never a time where he wasn't holding a beer and smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And I mean, ever. Like I remember there were times where he would have to like stop before we went into a place and finish the beer, <laughs> the beer? and then like go in because he knew he couldn't yeah uh, he also fashion i remember he had this fucking sweet work van that like again was a death trap for children because it only had <laughs> one seat up front and nothing yeah. in the back but he's like yeah hey, you can just go back there and play i'll fucking drive it's just hold on hold on to something yeah but uh he had up front he had fashioned a fucking cooler to be like where the middle console would be Mm-hmm. and this was like when you a see normal that, thing yeah very very like a part of him. me was like yeah oh, i guess that's how all work fans are like you just yeah, have a yeah, fucking yeah. crazy cooler full of beer in there yeah. all the time but or that was, drinking in general is just normal you just do just it at it work is. yeah it's like water you just you're drinking beer yeah just how it, but like he would give you advice to be like don't do it was very like do as I say, not as I do. But also, if you do as I do, just don't say anything to the wrong people. Yeah. It was like, don't, <laughs> you can do as I do, but don't let me see it. And yeah. do it in the woods and don't tell your mom because that, that's just how it is. Uh, and that was like how you went about things. And he would also put us in positions to where like we would go bowling a lot. Like that's, I'm a pretty good bowler because I. Yeah, well, it was a great place because you could bring your kids and drink. And drink. That's yeah. exactly why I did it. There was Spent a, a lot fuck- of time in bowling. <laughs> there was a fucking bar. And I remember we would go to Limerick Bowling Alley and he would fucking just get a pitcher and he'd be like, he would tell you, it's like, I oh, you gotta do this, you know, just aim and you got it. 
But like he would get up to go to the bathroom and I would just go sit and I'd pour myself a glass of beer and I'd fucking drink it as fast as I could and then yeah. put the cup back down. And he would, I don't think he would notice. Yeah. He'd just be like, oh, I guess I did drink that other fucking glass mm-hmm. of beer. I didn't think about that. But he would just, he would crush like three or four pitchers of beer. And that was, the, and, and drive and, and, and stuff like that. That was Get so... you back to where you need to be. Yeah, that was very normal. My um, my stepmother, but she she liked Bacardi. She drank a lot of hard oh, alcohol yeah. and driving and stuff like that. And there was one time when um, she almost got into an accident with us. Um, and my baby brother at the time, he was actually, he was an infant. And my dad got really upset. He was a truck driver at the time and um, found out when he came home for the weekend and what had happened instead of like, hey, you need to slow down on drinking. She, uh, they just taught me how to drive. So I could drive her to and from because she was in a bowling league and pool leagues and stuff like that. So um, so they taught me how to drive. And it was only it's like maybe a mile or something like that. Like it wasn't that yeah. far for me to drive. But yeah, so I learned how to drive when I was like 10 years old. So I could drive my step. Yeah, that, that I mean, that doesn't seem... That's... But that was normal. I was just like, oh, apparently, like, this is just what you do. Although with my mom, she barely drank. She liked, she liked pot and, I, and she liked yeah. cocaine when I was younger. I know that mushrooms. I will, I will say this, too. My dad did a fairly, it wasn't until, like, I was in my, like, late, late teens. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, my dad did a fairly good job. <laughs> fairly good. Fairly of, good. Like, just exposing us to drinking and mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes yeah but like he would never i think it's because like drinking and smoking cigarettes was so normalized if i went home to my mom and she's like was your dad drinking he's like yeah he's always drinking. she's like yeah was he smoking cigarettes he's like yeah he's always yeah. smoking cigarettes yeah but if i was like yeah he also bent down on top of a I'm mirror and, like, and then snorted power. something and i don't know what she'd be like what was that yeah so like he did a good job of keeping his like cocaine habit and his did, like did he have and, a bad cocaine oh, habit? He was, you know? he was pretty bad for a while, apparently. He was very bad. And that was like everyone knew it, but like mm-hmm. he did a good job of keeping that atmosphere away from my younger brother and I. But like yeah. and I think that's also another thing is like if you don't see or know about a certain drug you don't get there until like you're already like over it like especially mm-hmm. like in high, in high school i did like i never did cocaine i didn't do cocaine until i was like, out of like college because i yeah. was like i just don't want to do it yeah i was like, out of high school too but everything else they're like do you want to sm- oh like just like hey do you know what salvia is you should smoke that i'm like yeah fuck it i'll do that i'll do that mm-hmm. right now it's like <laughs> Hey, you should take a bunch of shrooms and go walk around. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna do that. They're like, hey, you want to try some cocaine? I'm like, what do you think I am? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think I am? You leave me alone. I'm gonna go huff this nitrous right out of the tube. Yeah. You can go to hell. You stay away from me with your weird party drug. Party drug. It's so expensive what and addictive. Yeah. 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 I'm not gonna do what do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna snort cocaine. You're out of your mind. But if you think I won't snort this. Is oxycotton right now you have got another thing coming because i'm gonna do that because that comes a, from a doctor yeah that's these are pills okay nobody died in bolivia for this oxycotton. <laughs> you son of a bitch you're perpetuating terrible drug trafficking mm-hmm. and i'm not going to be a part of it yeah, yeah. And that was another thing too is like i was in high school when 9-11 happened oh wow and uh yeah 
And I remember when that happened, mm-hmm. one of their like stern anti-drug campaigns was like, if you buy marijuana, you're actually funding terrorism because <laughs> because the like the people who like deliver the marijuana are the uh, same people who like traffic opium. Afghani Kush, yo. Yeah, well, that was also the other thing too. Is like I remember <laughs> I was at my buddy's house and like my buddy brought another friend brought over opium and like we were like, "What's well, this?" He's like, dude, mm-hmm. he's like, "It's crazy." Like this came from like Afghanistan. We were like what he's like terrorism no but we weren't no but then we were like but that's how you know it's good right because <laughs> like not even the government is like dude opium maybe but mm-hmm. afghani opium that's a whole new level of fucking crazy and yeah. it was again opium was an enjoyable experience for me it wasn't like i was never like whoa this is too much yeah too little but it was also weird that i would be like people like hey man you want to do methadone i'm like absolutely not you're insane but i would crush vicodin <laughs> yeah like, like, so you like, like you like more downers yeah like. i was like i needed to like if i was like too like whoa 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 i was like i because i was very aware of how i was when i was drunk mm-hmm. i was a fucking maniac when i was drunk in fact people when i was in high school mm-hmm. my best friends were like we would drink every weekend and we would get stupid and rowdy and fucking yeah. just dumb. Yeah. And people would be like, Hey, Shane, are you want any fucking cocaine? And my buddies would be like, don't give him that. Give him- <laughs> yeah. Don't give him that. <laughs> he doesn't need that. It's, it's almost like, look, if you give him that, it won't just be a bad time for him. It'll be a bad time for everybody here. And nobody wants that. We don't need the fucking cops come. And like people, yeah. like, actually, that's a pretty smart idea. Like, yeah. don't, don't do that. Yeah. But it was like, then if people were like doing a bunch of drugs and I'd be like, well, fuck, I'm just going to drink to a point where like, I'll just blow anybody out of the water. That was also another thing too, is like weird, stupid, competitive drinking that. Oh, but so much. Nobody else. Why? Why did we do this? Why? It wasn't (laughs) even like, and I'm not even talking about like beer pong. I'm not talking about games. I'm talking about like, like slamming bottles slamming bottles for mm-hmm. like the sake of being like did you drink that whole bottle you didn't mm-hmm. you're a pussy i did a pussy. i fucking yeah. in my basement right now in the house mm-hmm. i live in in the basement i still have it uh is a empty bottle of jägermeister back when jägermeister was like super everyone loved it oh. uh it was one of the it's one of those gigantic okay bottles mm-hmm. that like no one should have yeah. And I remember I bought it and I was like, I'm drinking this whole fucking thing tonight. And all of my friends were like, why? I'm like, I don't know. Cause I'm gonna, yeah. and I see if I could do it. And then like a total, like weird booze junkie. I went down to my friend's basement by myself, like an unfinished basement. Cause like, I didn't want to be I was like, no one's going to help me. Fuck everybody. And I just like started ripping shots of Jägermeister like an idiot. Oh, by yourself at a party. So you're at a at party. A party by Keep yourself. in mind, I just was like, I'm going to go downstairs. Like, I don't I... want anybody watching me get this drunk. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, this fucking chick came down and she was like, what are you doing down here? I was like, I'm drinking. She's like, do you want some company? I was like, look, I don't know where this is going to go. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't care either. And I was like, that's the best attitude you could have with this. And then I don't remember a lot. Like I blacked out. Obviously. And then I woke up. 
I woke up on the side of my friend's house in unmowed grass. Like I was just like pulling myself up and their house the like no one was home. All of my shit was in his house and the door was locked. So like I couldn't like get in. They dragged you outside. I don't know um, what happened. But like later that day, they showed up and they're like, where the fuck have you been? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you left at like 11 o'clock. That was another thing too. Like looking back, I was one of those guys that was like crush booze Mm -hmm. and be wasted by like 11. (laughs) And then everyone's like, where is he? He's like, he's already passed out, dude. Yeah. Already out. And then I wake up at three, like, yo, I'm ready to fucking rate. And everyone else is passed out. And then you just go right back in a cycle of drinking by yourself. Yeah. Because no one is around. And then also you're a fucking idiot because you, it's not even like somebody would suggest one thing. I'd be like, I'll do that. I'll definitely, I'll definitely do that. Like, I remember again, I'm not, this isn't a proud moment and it's also a terrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was at a party and I was at the time in art school okay. and somebody was bringing up like how like Van Gogh and other artists would like suck on the brush tips like in like but that would suck off like the oil and the turpentine mm-hmm. and like it also added to like one they're terrible paranoid schizophrenia and their alcoholism yeah and like but you could get hot. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. And mm-hmm. someone's like, you're not a real artist until you drink turpentine, dude. <laughs> Did you drink turpentine? Oh, goddamn right. <laughs> I did. You're a real artist. Then. You goddamn right. If you think, if you don't think for one second someone said that to me, I didn't go <laughs> to my car, come back with a can of turpinoid. Put a shot glass down and bang that fucking thing. You are way wrong. <laughs> and I did it. And I remember like it, that I think was also huge, terribly. It, don't ever do that. Yeah. And all, you know what, turpinoid, you know what a shot of turpinoid does? Ruins your it? whole night. <laughs> Insides. I'm oh, sure man. I remember I went up into the middle room where my buddy's house was and I just, they had a couch. I laid down on the couch face down. Cause my stomach felt like someone was just like oh. crushing it and then like letting it go for a second. And then like, just as soon as you thought you were okay, you'd get up and be like, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. And again, turpentine, straight poison. Not, yeah. not any, there's no. Like you're supposed to huff that, right? Yeah. Like a huffing thing, oh, not man. drink it. If I remember correctly. That was another thing too, is like in my hometown. Yeah. Was huffing an... really a big thing? See it, it, it had to have been. And the yeah. reason I say that is because, uh, but it also was very, you knew right away not to do it. And the reason yeah. was when I was in elementary school, my sister was in high school, this kid mm-hmm. named Mike died From of huffing. huffing. And oh. what happened was Mike uh, was huffing butane in his shed, mm. which That's I didn't like, funny. again, again, where do you come to like, you're like, you know what I need to huff? fucking butane. butane my dad was big with glue he loved like oh old, that was another thing. rubber glue he loved to sniff huff rubber glue yeah, i knew a lot of my uncle. <laughs> uh there was another guy i went to high school with he almost he didn't die but like he almost did he was huffing ether 
and then like he was but he was laying down yeah and then he dropped the rag on his face oh yeah no that's that's bad see we never got like good drugs like that in high school we would go to like kmart like you guys went and bought all those onions we would go to kmart and we would buy glade aerosol cans air Uh, freshener yeah and like vanilla and cinnamon winter time like around christmas was our favorite (laughs) because they tasted and then we put a washcloth off and basically the same thing you would do with like whipped cream canisters of course nitrous but at the time like i didn't know that that was nitrous i thought it was something else even though it yeah. literally says it on the can, but teenage, you know, cognitive abilities. Yeah. And we would just sit like at my house or my friend Anna's house and just off glade all day. I mean, that was, but that was the thing is that like, I didn't even know huffing was a thing. And I don't think a lot of people even put it together. So when that kid died, mm-hmm. yeah. what had happened? What it, he didn't just die. Yeah. It was a he bad. He was huffing butane and then smoke, like, in a state of like just yeah being fucked up he lit a cigarette and burned himself from the inside out and died a horrifically tragic death that's oh wow yeah so apparently also like his parents so grief-stricken but like didn't know like they just didn't know that that was a thing to like scare kids straight they had an open casket and like oh, my sister shit. said, it was like one of the most horrific things she's ever seen in her life. And like, yeah. when you hear about that, you're like, I don't want anything to do with that. And also yeah. that drives through like, hey, I'm glad I stayed away from cigarettes. Right. <laughs> That's, a, right, right. That's the thing. Huffing, I'll do smoking, obviously smoking, very dangerous. The dangers of cigarettes <laughs> go harder than you even know. It's not even about the nicotine. It's not about the carcinogens. It's the fact that you could be enjoying yourself with a nice fucking inhalant and all of a sudden you're on fire. No yeah. thanks. No. no thanks yeah definitely don't mix your smoking with your inhaler definitely that's yes. a one smoking way goes it. goes great with so many things so many drinking things. cocaine um heroin i like to smoke <laughs> a lot when i'm on acid and mushrooms although mushrooms like i took mushrooms once because i uh read this study where it said that it actually help you quit smoking cigarettes yeah. All I wanted to do was smoke more cigarettes. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. I could only imagine. Yeah, I, I want to quit smoking, but I love it. It's like my brain is just wired that it's, way. It's all, I mean, that's kind of how I feel with like drinking. And yeah. like for a long time. Do you drink every day? I, you know, it's like, I'll, tr- like, I don't think about it until I'm like, I think that was like one part of like, when everything got shut down, mm-hmm. like when you weren't allowed to go anywhere and all yeah. the bars were closed, like that was like good because I couldn't. Get, I, let's put it this way: <clears throat> I would consider myself, and I don't know, and it's probably some weird psychological thing. Mm-hmm. I would consider myself like an apathetic alcoholic, okay. in the way that, like, if you were to tell me, Ryan, you can never drink ever again, I would be like all right, that sucks, but sure. And I would just be fine with it. But if you're like, Ryan, you can have all that booze right over there Mm -hmm. forever. I'd be like, all right, that's awesome. I'm going to drink all that booze right now. Yeah. It's a weird out of sight, out of mind type of thing. However, Mm -hmm. it's also like an avalanche. When you do just, yeah. When I do drink, it is not, I, I don't 
for a long time, I thought I could practice moderation. And I, and I thought that too, especially so it's no secret to anybody who ever listened to the podcast I have, or anybody who Mm -hmm. really knows me when I was 20 years old, I got two DUIs in one week, both were collisions. One was a house and you would think, um, I almost killed one of my friends. He survived and everything we walked away without a scratch, but like Mm -hmm. when you do that, and like a judge has to go over, he's like two in, in one. one. He's like, what kind of wild ass alcoholic are you? And you're like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's that I'm dumb. It's yeah. not so much that I'm an alcoholic. It's just that I'm stupid. <laughs> and like, nobody wants to hear that because everything yeah. on paper argues otherwise. So you have to go mm-hmm. to like outpatient, inpatient programs. I had to fucking do, you know, AA for like a little bit. I went to jail. I then yeah. had to fucking had that breathalyzer thing in your car. Yeah. You would think going through all of that, Mm -hmm. all of that would stop somebody from being like, you know what I need to do? Give up the booze, man. I need to just give that up. Really? My brain was like, you know what I need to do, man? Figure out how to drink correctly. Correctly. (laughs) That's an addict's brain. You try to figure out a way to do it where you don't, end up hurting people or exactly you're trying really hard to be like as long as i don't that's also another thing it's like comparing things to like someone you know Mm -hmm. so like part of me was like as long as i don't end up like with wet brain like my dad has Mm -hmm. i'll be all right as long as i don't go to that level i'll be okay yeah, well, you're trying it. to compromise with yourself and, and, and give and yourself ultimatums. Be like, okay, well, if I do this, then it's also it's. I mean, it's also <clears throat> one of those things too, where especially with drinking now, is that I mean, and I and I would never ever, and I will I will never ever I will never blame my drinking habits on an establishment or an environment. Yeah, I would never do that because. I've been in places where like you've been surrounded by booze and you're like, you can't drink. You're like, all right, I don't have to. Yeah. But like working in bars, working and then doing shows where you're in like has a bar or you go anywhere where it's like BYO and you didn't bring anything, but it's all provided for you. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a very, I mean, it's a very just like secondary nature. It's not even, it's not even like you have to think about it. It's just there. It's It's readily available. And you can have as much as you want. And a lot of the times, if you work in a, in, you know, the bar and restaurant industry and you know a lot of people and you've been at a lot of bars, you get a lot of shit for free. <laughs> like you just, so much stuff. And I notice now I'm getting more stuff for free, even though like I have learned, because I'm very similar. Like I keep some alcohol in the house and like I may drink wine, especially during quarantine. It's the only time I ever really drank at home. I never drank at home because I was always worried about becoming a real alcoholic. I'm more of a binge drinker. When I do drink, I'll drink a ridiculous amount, get myself sick, and then not drink for a couple more days. But when I, especially starting to do comedy, I have learned to um, to only have well, especially as long as I as long as I have um, if I've gone up already then I'll drink. But if I haven't gone up, I'll only oh. allow myself to have like two glasses I, of wine. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And that's another thing too, is that like, I mean, having, when I first started, I didn't know where the happy medium was. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I need to be fucking wrecked on stage. Or yeah. like, maybe I need to like be a little bit 
half-cocked yeah. on stage. Like, right? you don't know because you're fucking stupid. And you're also basing it off of, like, comics you've seen completely hammered. wasted yeah. on stage and somehow miraculously kill it. You're like, yeah. maybe that's what I need to do. But it's they've like, also been doing it for, like, 30 years. Yeah, it's like, you, you're like, you <laughs> could... It's like seeing evil Knievel like jump over helicopters. You're like, all I need is a motorcycle. And I can do that. that. I can totally do that. (laughs) It's just the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. And I think that like the way I would drink, especially would be influenced by like, I mean, and again, not blaming it on anybody. Like when I would be out, especially if I'm like out with a chick, if I'm out with like a girlfriend and she's like, I want to get drunk. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> okay. and it's, and it's because, and again, not to sound sexist or anything. And it's not even like me being like, you women can't drink. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no woman that I've ever met that is involved with me can drink the way I drink. And they all try to do that. Like uh, we'll be out. Yeah. I'll get like, you know, bourbon on the rocks and then they'll get like, the same type of thing or like something equivalent to that and they'll have two of those and be like kind and i'm like well i would need eight of these yeah like (laughs) one of these things where it's just like i'll continue to drink and by the time i'm even like halfway there they're already obliterated i think there's maybe like two women that like i fraternized with that can like drink as much as i can and that's two and that's like, too. you need to hang out in wisconsin um no i bet the babes out there are just yeah <laughs> i used to yeah i used to um when i was a stripper like you remember the scene in indiana jones i think it's the second one oh mary where, and ravenwood yeah oh, yeah she, yeah i was that girl in the at the strip club yeah that's awesome shop. but what i would do is that i go to the bathroom throw up whatever i drank and oh, then come man. back and then drink more you know, it's funny you mentioned that the throwing <laughs> up and like, and then being like acting like nothing happened. And oh, again, I would purposely throw up. Like I would make myself throw oh. up. Yeah. And then go back and drink more. Oh yeah. No, it's a stripper trick. Cause sometimes we get paid for drinks that we sell. So in order to make more money, we need to drink more. So we would just go throw it up like yeah. true bulimics. Like I was an alcoholic bulimic. I don't know if that's a thing. I know. I, I know what you mean, but it's also like, again, going back like that, throwing up made me remember like i'm also one of those guys that like can never turn down anything yeah my brain won't let me do it for some reason not at all like there have been i think the longest i ever went without drinking Mm -hmm. like in my when i was living in philadelphia i think i went like 28 days and i can't do it i just don't i just don't think about it all right sandra bulla but like (laughs) it's like i went 28 days without drinking and then mm-hmm. i went into a bar just because i walked by because i saw a friend in there i was like just to say hello but as soon as i went into that bar your bartender recognized me mm-hmm. and without me asking already lined me up with a beer and a shot and without yeah. thinking about the sobriety just, just did second it. nature did it and i was mm-hmm. like oh fuck <laughs> i was like well that's the end of that streak and i was mm-hmm. like didn't even think about it but yeah. like the one time in particular about like anybody not just offering but like borderline challenging yeah if that makes so i worked at this one bar and like i went there on my day off 
And I was sitting at the end of the bar talking to the bartender and this guy who I guess had been there for a couple of hours. He's sitting on the other side, like at the corner. And he's like looking at me. He's like, hey, what are you drinking over there? And I was like, oh, just bourbon on the rocks. He's like, okay. And just like scoffs. I'm like, not thinking of that. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, I bet I could do. He, it came down to like, he's like, He's like, pick the gnarliest thing and let's do it. Okay. And I was like, and I remember now the bartender, we work together. Yeah. And this bartender knows me, also knows my drinking habits, and also knows I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. So he's just like looking at me and I look at him and I'm trying, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to do is get this guy to be like, oh, I bit off more than I can do and I can see. Like, I was like, I want to do something where like, he just be like, oh no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, let's. Ju-. I was like, okay. He's like, choose your pick. You pick your poison. Like oh fucking- God, <laughs> I love that. I was way. like, okay. Choose your poison. And I went. I was like, dude. I was like, shot a one fifty one with a granddad back. Ooh. And that's two shots of gross shit. And the guy's like, oh. like you can see him, like fuck, like yeah. I knew that he didn't want and. He put it down and I was like, you ready? He's like, uh, so what are we doing? I was like, well, we're doing the one shot of 151. Mm-hmm. I've been chasing it with the granddad. And he's like, you can just tell. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like waiting. I'm like, hey, we can easily, that, that 151, I was like, we can easily dump that out. No one's going to give a shit. The granddad, yeah. people will be bummed about and I'll just take that and put it on rocks. But no one would care about the 151. And he's just like, all right. And then I remember, like, I was like, one, two, three, and I shot the 151. Now, that is a motherfucker. Yeah, I'm banned from drinking that in Wisconsin. In Milwaukee, they banned me from drinking. (laughs) But it's, like, one of those things where, like, it sucked, but, like, you're, you know, making a straight face, like, "Mm, you done? Mm -hmm. And he's, like, holding it up. He's, like, doing that thing, like, oh, my God. (sighs) So then I do the shot of Granddad, and I can feel, like, this is here. Yeah, it is not down here. All of it's just floating. It on does. It sits right here. It's just sitting right there, and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he puts his shot glass down. And I take his 151, and I do it, and I do the shot of the granddad in front of him, and I just look at him. He's like, "All right," like I was like, "You win this round, guy." <laughs> Random. Random. Also, had nothing to prove. Yeah, to but anyone. it's like that high school man. T- it really is that. Um... Sometimes even now, like guys too, like they'll see me do shots and they'll be like, oh, you know, because I'm a woman, like you can't, you can't drink that much. And I'm like, oh, sweetie. Yeah. So then <laughs> I bummed a smoke yeah. from the bartender. And I like, yeah. it, you, when you do something like that, you got to hold it a little bit just to show them that you're not about to lose it. Right. <laughs> and then, cause I was. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, can I have a smoke? And he's like, oh, he gave me a cigarette and I took a pack of matches. I went out front, but like I went around the corner to like smoke the cigarette. And then as soon as I got out of the side of the window, I quickly walked, almost ran around the back where the alleyway was. And I threw up all of that booze (laughs) just straight into the gutter. And then I I just waited and waited and I dry heaved again. I was like, oh my good. It was just, it wasn't even dead. It was just sitting there waiting to come back. To come up, yeah. And it was just straight, straight boots. 
And it's like, that should have taught you like what is going on with you. And again, it's like. But you grew up around alcohol, like drinking. And so it's just like, this is just what you do. (laughs) And it's also, again, it's like with, I don't know where the, the psychological thing of never being able to say, like not being able to be like, nah, I don't want to do that. I mean, now I think I've gotten better, but like, I, I look back and I'm like, my late twenties and early thirties. And I was not yeah. that at all. I think your body kind of tells you, cause like now oh, yeah. well, when I try to drink, like how I used to drink, especially when I lived in Wisconsin and just being a couple of years younger, like I will be hung over for a week. Like I could still drink, but I will like, I will get sick. And like, I never used to get that sick. I was like, what the fuck? And yeah, age basically. <laughs> but I, 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 that's funny. You said like, I think the one thing that's always, I mean, I've been hung over before. I've been violently yeah. hung over, but I rarely ever do. And I mean, like I could put away a bottle yeah. and wake up the next morning and be like, Ooh, I need a glass of water. But like yeah. someone who's with me is like, how are you even functioning? Right I now? miss being able to be like that. I'm definitely, <laughs> I think that's more detrimental. I think that's more, yeah, I think that's more no. like you're well, not having you, enough yeah. to like stop you. Yeah. It's crazy. And I mean, <laughs> even things that again, like, when it goes back, I look at like things I've done and like, I don't understand why I just still continued to drink the way I did. And it was like, I would talk to people like that should have been enough to make anybody stop or like something you went through that was so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like one, again, with not being able to turn anything down. Uh, this one guy I worked with, uh, we would do this thing where if we were working the same day, we would stop at a bar beforehand and order like a half like glass of cider and then like a shot of like a big old shot of Bushmills, which is yeah. so like whatever. But I remember that day we were working together and I had overdone it the night before and I wasn't feeling very fucking good mm-hmm. and I didn't want any booze. And I remember being like, I have to get to work before he does so mm-hmm. I can just buy his thing and just lie about how I did it and just everyone's just playing the game yeah of course i get there he's already clocked in i'm like motherfucker he's like you're set up back at the bar and i'm like fuck (laughs) so i went and i could have just been like hey can you just give this to somebody else like i don't want this but i didn't and i was like just sack up you piece of shit like you can drink that cider no problem and i remember like an idiot i drank the cider first i should have just saved that but I drank the cider first and then I put like, you know, the, I smelled the Bushmills and I immediately was like, oh, I'm going to regret this. Mm-hmm. And then I did it and I like dry heaved kind of, but like it came up into my like nose. Oh, the nose. Yeah. So then I was like trying to like choke it back. And then I re- realized I couldn't like inhale through my nostrils and I couldn't, I could only breathe through my mouth. Mm-hmm. And like at one point in time, I like found it hard to swallow. And I was like, what is going on? And I got real lightheaded and I lost like equilibrium a little bit. And I put down the money and I started walking back and I was like, what is, I feel fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I clock into work and I'm like moving super slow. And I remember thinking like, is this, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I still couldn't breathe through my nose. I'm like, why? Yeah. What is going on? And I worked like that for like 
10 minutes, like just in and out of it. I went in the bathroom, tried to make myself throw up. I thought that was going to work. Yeah. Nothing. I tried blowing my nose, nothing. I go down in the basement and I'm like folding rags. And then I drop a few and I bend down. And as I do that, I can hear like, <laughs> so it's like and, stuck in your nasal cavity. And, yeah. I feel my not like I, I'm like, oh. And then as I stand up, I'm like, fucking Christ, I feel on the side of my neck what I thought was sweat. And then I took a rag and realized that I had expelled Bushmills whiskey from out of both of my ears. And you didn't think that was a and sign that maybe you should that have should have been a thing. Yeah. Where like people were like, you know what you need to do? Dial it back. But more on my head, I was like, you know what I need to do? I just need to take like four hours off and work back into it very slowly. Actually, I need a shot right now just to like process what I need. <laughs> that's I think that's just a crazy thing that yeah. I don't know. Well, that's just the way your brain works unfortunately yeah. um <laughs> addicts brains alcoholic brains like they don't they don't stop it's, and even it, even though they consciously know that they should they don't like it like people who are sober um and, and with anything really like they have to make a conscious effort to not do these things yeah. because it's so ingrained in our brain to go and, and, and do them. Like I tried to be a vegetarian for a while. I was trying really hard or presbyterian or whatever, where I eat only fish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, fish uh, yeah. The fish one. <laughs> I always say presbyterian, which is. It, it, uh, yeah, I was going to say, is that like a religion? <laughs> it's a religion. But we went, my, the guy I was seeing at the time, uh, he went to a steakhouse. They had this great like tuna steak. I'm like, perfect. Without even thinking about it, I ordered a filet mignon, <laughs> which is what I would normally order. And just ate it. And after dinner, my boyfriend at the time, he was like, he's like, so I guess you're not doing the whole vegetarian thing, huh? And I was like, oh, oh. I didn't even realize <laughs> that I fucking just like my body yeah. needed. Well, with that, like my body needed the iron. But the same thing with drinking. Like I'll go out, like have one show. I'm like, I'm just going to go do this one spot, come back. Next day, I'm like, had one glass of wine. And then didn't even re- didn't want it, but had it. And then, yeah, three bottles later. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's an addict's brain. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap up here. It was very fun talking with you. I um, appreciate it. Thank you. We we have a lot of you have a lot of stories. I think the only other thing I will say at the end is that yeah. like another another thing that is very dangerous for somebody who drinks a lot. Yeah. Well, pro- what advice would you give to I like would younger say people? Don't. What advice would I say to yeah. younger people is honestly try and. Like, I know it sounds so cliche. Know your limit. Yeah. Know where you can. Be. I, I know a lot of people drink just to feel fine. But I know, like, one thing I used to do when I was, like, starting out, I would, like, if my face started feeling numb, I knew right then and there, I'm like, I need to stop. Yeah. Like if I can just, like, kind of smack my face and be like, oh, I'm pretty fucked up. I was like, you should stop. But part of me was also like, let's see if I don't need to stop. Yeah. Uh Another thing I can say is, again, cliche as fuck, but it does work. For every beer or shot that you have, drink water. For every (laughs) beer or shot that you have, drink drink some fucking water. 
It, it is so much. crazy. And I know it sounds like this is textbook shit, but like- It is you, in a textbook for a fucking reason. Yeah, but you hear it and you're like, that is the gayest thing I'm ever going to do. I'm never doing any of that. Do and it. Then, you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, did you pee? And it was bright yellow and sunk really bad and you forget everything? Mm-hmm. You should have drank some more water. That's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would also say never get uh, the moment- you trust your blackout self that's the moment you need to reconsider how you drink and let me tell you i don't know what it is about blackout me but i'm confident in two things blackout Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. will always get home yep always always get home never a time where I have been blacked out and then woken up like or not like if I woke up in a strange place I'm either like on someone's couch or like inside yeah somewhere I've never woken up like on the street or like on a book like somewhere unless I'm like at my buddy's house but like I've drank to excess in this city to a point where like I can tell you the last like oh I remember the last drink I had at a place Mm -hmm. but then I'll magically wake up on my bed with all of my belongings mm-hmm. and it's just like you worry you're like oh man what did i do and then like you text somebody and you're like oh yeah you were fine you were fine yeah people are like oh you didn't even seem that drunk i was like i woke up on my bathroom floor naked with my front door open and yeah. my car parked sideways <laughs> i'm like it, not fine yeah i i think that's that's it when you the moment you start being like I can do whatever. I I'm not blackout me is yeah. Fucking I, I'm A-okay. not worried about it. blackout <laughs> me. One, he's personable. Maybe get a little loud, but he'll always get where he needs to be. And he's like doesn't want to go to jail. I don't know, yeah. but like, yeah. yeah, don't get comfortable with blackout you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, blackout. It's your shadow self. I mean, you gotta yeah. get to know it, but um, don't become friends with. Yeah, it. don't become friends with that person. <laughs> don't don't be broing out with that guy. Yeah, no matter what your friends say. <laughs> yeah, no matter what, no matter what. Well, that's thanks for the, coming on. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter at underscore Shaner underscore comedy underscore. You can find me on Instagram, Shaner Comedy, S-H-A-N-E-R-C-O-B-B-E-D-Y. And you can find me on the You Fucked It podcast uh, at YFI podcast on Twitter. And we're all over uh, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever streaming app you got. So check it out, please. Awesome. Thank you very much. You can find this show, How to Do Drugs, on all of those also same channels although technically it hasn't been released yet but you will be able to find them there you can find it on twitter at how to do drugs and instagram how to do drugs pods (laughs) i'm your host alia janine let's stop recording